Welcome to the She's the Owner podcast, a podcast where we talk about business, relationships, mindset, and even sex. We go deep on how the masculine and feminine can show up in all areas in life and how to make those energies work for you rather than against you. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey guys, as always, we appreciate a five-star review if this podcast has brought you some insight or giggles or whatever in between. Either way, we love to hear from you. Now let's get to the show. Hey everybody, it's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran. Thank you for coming to listen to the show. Um, today's episode, I haven't fully named it and I'm going to name it right now, is what if your parents died? Yeah. So what does that mean? I have spoken um, with individuals in the last week or two, a couple weeks ago now when I was away. And the conversation was really around something that happened with this individual's parents. And I'm not going to get into it because it's irrelevant to this conversation. But basically, the parents did something to the child and the child is now looking for some type of um, recognition, acknowledgement, apology, whatever. And so here's the problem with that. Now, I'm going to preface this with a couple of things. The first thing I'm going to preface it with is I've had my own situation with my parents. Um, They've passed away and I'm speaking directly from that place of knowing and not just thinking about, oh, what happens if my parents die? My parents are both gone. And so I'm really speaking from firsthand personal experience about about this topic. Sorry about the email. Let me close that out so it's not dinging all day. So the the issue is if you are a kid that, or, you know, a kid of a, or product of some type of situation that happened when you were a child or whatever, like really kind of whatever. And there's a great degree of traumatic events that have have that have happened. And I'm not here to um, say yours is worse than hers or hers is worse than yours. Everybody, you know, understands their own shit in a different way at a different level. But really what I'm I'm talking about is freedom from it. So so track with me here. My mom and dad were alcoholics. They, you know, for sure abused alcohol. They were not, um, you know, they did some things to me and my brother that, uh, didn't help our development, frankly. Right. They were, um, emotionally abusive. My parents were also physically abusive toward me. So there's a lot of stuff that went down. They were in their own pain and they were suffering and I get all of that. Right. And so, I carried that for a long effing time. Like it became so part of my fabric of who I was that at the drop of a dime, people, if they asked me about the story, I could tell it like no big deal, but it really became a part of my identity and not even I'm a victim of that, but I'm a survivor of that quote unquote. So that became really big part of who I, who I was. And I used it somewhat in a way that can help me, right? Like it's still, um, a lot of my like needing needs, need to be, have a perfection type of, um, 
mindset or whatever comes from that. So that's not really positive. But, you know, it made me work hard. It it kept me, you know, off of drugs and not drinking excessively and not doing a bunch of shit because that that's I survived it. Why am I going to go and be like my parents? But then the other opposite can happen and you can use it as a way to not do stuff in your life. And so that's the trick here, guys, is that when you allow another person to dictate how you feel internally and how you live your life, that is the biggest, most for sure, complete certainty recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for a shit life. Because if I, so again, I'm going to use my own example. If I continue to stay married to the fact that my parents did this stuff and that I didn't have support and I didn't, and it does still creep up, <coughs> excuse me, make no mistake. It still creeps up in my everyday where I'm like, I don't feel supported. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I saying that? Well, because when my mom and dad didn't support me, I felt a way about it. And then I'm like, hold up. Like, what are you, what are you expecting to change here? Like nothing. The reality is, is that it happened and that's it. So if I chose to stay in the, the energy of my parents didn't do what I wanted them to do, or my parents parented me differently than I would parent, or my parents were abusive alcoholics and hit me and they shouldn't have, or if I stay in that energy, where's that going to get me? Like really, truly, I'm asking you to ask yourself if that's you and you're blaming a parent, a spouse, a sibling. Now, there is some severe, severe trauma and traumatic things that have happened to children. Maybe that's you. Severe. But I don't consider what happened to me severe. I consider if a father rapes his daughter and impregnates her, that's pretty severe. Like there's obviously things that are not just kind of quick to like, you know, work your mindset around and get over that to me, you know, like that's a pretty fucking significant trauma, but more often than not, the things we call trauma or the things that we won't get over are not what I just mentioned. They're not that severe, right? <clears throat> it's a changing in the thinking shift. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to say whether your trauma is a one out of 10 or a fucking 10 out of 10. I'm just saying like the stuff that you know, intrinsically that you could get past if you put a little bit of effort into it, those are the things that I'm talking about. And you know, intuitively what I mean, right? Like my mom didn't get me or my mom didn't come to a concert when I was a kid. And now I feel totally unsupported forever. Like that's something I can work through pretty friggin' quickly. So and even the big trauma, right? Like here's the reality. <clears throat> the reality is the shit happened to us, right? We can't change it. The reality is something didn't go right. Something you feel didn't go right. Can't change it. There's literally nothing on the planet that you can do that can be done to change the reality of what had happened. The only thing you have control over is how you respond to it and move forward from it or don't. And that's really what I'm talking about. So let's go back to my example of my family, right? So let's say I'm 47 now and I'm still stuck in my bullshit. I'm not moving forward. I'm blaming the world for all of my problems. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I don't take initiative. I don't even try. And it all roads lead back to mom and dad doing this or not doing that when I was a kid. My parents are dead. 
if I am relying on my mom and dad to apologize to me or to give me some type of explanation as to why they made those choices, how long am I going to be waiting? I'll give you a minute to figure it out. I'll be waiting forever. They are, I am never going to get an apology. I'm never going to get an explanation. I'm never going to get anything. So where does that leave me? That leaves me with, I can sit and stew about this for the rest of my life and let my life get fucked up and not do the shit I want to do, blaming my parents the whole time. Or I recognize and I stop arguing with reality and I recognize, holy shit. It's like Dorothy. I had, you know, she had the red shoes on. She had the power the whole time to get back home. You have the power right now to get over it. I had the power right then and there to get over it. And did it take my mom dying? That was the first parent that I lost. <clears throat> did it take her passing away for me to fully understand this? Yup. Because then she was gone and I can't go and ask her for a thing now. So I could have either suffered, continued to suffer, or I could say, well, let me think about this. My mother didn't love me, right? You guys have heard me say that was my byline. My mother didn't love me. Okay. Well, is that true? No, it's not true. How do I know it's not true? Because she didn't abort me. She fed me. She clothed me. She hugged me. She took me to dancing. She took me on field trips. She volunteered. Like the list goes on and on and on. Now I could focus on the 10%, maybe even 50%. Who cares what that number is? I could focus on all the drunk nights. I could focus on the physical abuse. I could focus on the mean shit she said. I could focus on her neglecting my emotional needs as a little kid. I could focus on her hitting my dad. I could focus on all of her suicide attempts. I could, but what the fuck is that going to get me? And I'm saying this because I really want you to look inside. What in the hell is that going to produce to you for you that is going to serve you? Nothing. Zero. It's your story, first of all, about what happened. Do you know that statistically they say 50% of what we think we remember is actually inaccurate? And I'll give you an example of this, another one. Because I'm always calling myself out. This is not just a calling you out to help you move past some of this stuff or all of this stuff. I'm calling myself out. I was driving with my daughter uh, a week ago and, <clears throat> or not even, and she had her hair off her face. And I looked and I said, God, you're so stunning. I love when you wear your hair off your face. You're so, I can see your pretty face. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes rushing a memory of my mom saying the exact same fucking thing to me. And what do you think my old story was? Because one time she said, you're never going to be pretty. You might be attractive, but you'll never be pretty. So forever until I had that memory come rushing at me last week, I was like, well, I'm not pretty. I had this whole fucking story. Because I remembered it wrong. I remembered it wrong. Because she definitely said, you're, I love when your hair is off your face. You can see your face. You're so pretty. She definitely said that. But here I am busy thinking I'm ugly. And by the way, my, my, um, the kid's dad and I have talked about this at length in the last 24 hours. Why am I putting what she says about my looks on a pedestal anyway? She's just a fucking woman. She was not God. She was still a human being, woman, mother. She was Lorraine before she was ever mom. I don't know why she said that shit to me. Who cares? 
I'm the one who controls how I respond and how I live after I hear about that or hear that from her. And now obviously as a kid, you don't know what the fuck you feel like shit. Fine. But I'm not a kid anymore. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not a kid anymore either. So my invitation is to to you is to, if your parents are still alive and you're looking for some type of apology or, um, like, you know, even with my kids, like I've apologized a million times to them about shit that I did that I wasn't proud of, but that's it. That's all we can do. And what if I wasn't here? They would have to figure it out. You have to figure it out. And that's the reality is we have to, as kids, as even spouses die, all the things as people, we have to figure it out on our own, how to find that resolution without the other person giving it to us. Because the reality is many times they're not around to give it to us. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, it's like waiting in line for somebody to open a gate that is just a string. I'm not going to wait. If, if I see that store open and I'm being held back by a string holding this gate, I'm not standing here all day waiting for someone to come and move the string. I'm fucking going. Same thing. I'm not waiting for an apology from my parents. I'm not waiting for an apology from my ex-boyfriend. I'm not waiting for an apology from anybody to live my life. I make peace with it. Sometimes that takes a day. Sometimes it takes two months. Who knows? I'm saying to you, though, if you if your parents, if you were relying on that person to give you closure and give you a way to move on. Imagine if they died tomorrow, then what would you do? Would you live the rest of your life thinking, oh my God, I'm never getting an apology and I can't go start that business because, you know, Mr. Jack over there said I was a useless twat and couldn't start a business. And then he passed. And now what? Like, is that, is that really how you want to live? I don't think so. If you're listening to this podcast, it's not. So Again, my invitation to you is to imagine the person that you're blaming, right? You're blaming your life on for not being how you want it to be. And this is going to require radical honesty, ladies. Don't get me wrong. I know it's going to fucking burn, but like really sit down right now on the top of your paper and write down, who do I blame? And you can burn this paper when you're done, baby. I don't care but I want you to write it down right now. Who do I blame for my life being the way it is right now? Is it your spouse, your ex-spouse, your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad, whatever. Someone from your past who did something to you. Write it down. I blame Jack for me not starting a business because he said some shit five years ago. And then I want you to imagine that person's no longer here. If you don't want to imagine them dead, excuse me, I don't blame you. Imagine they go on a fucking Elon Musk tour up to Mars, whatever. You're never going to speak to that person ever again as long as you live. What decision are you going to make about that now? How are you going to move forward? Are you going to let that person's narrative or the thing they said or the way they behaved dictate the next 60, 70, 80 years of your life? I hope not. Get real about it. So look at that person. Look at that statement you just wrote down and look at it carefully and say, okay, now, if this person was no longer here, how would I reconcile this without them present and write it down? Something you might want to write down is I haven't considered their model of the world. If it's a parent, it's easy, right? We think our parents are supposed to be fucking perfect and none of us, not a single solitary friggin' parent, mom or dad 
is perfect. There, period, done. We're done. Now we know. Great. But we think they're supposed to be perfect. We think the spouse is never supposed to do this and blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. And I want you to look at that and think, okay, so first is I never considered my mother's model of the world. She was told she was ugly. She was told many abusive things. She was sexually abused, physically abused, emotionally, mentally abused. That poor woman had no fucking idea how to love on a girl. And I was her first. She didn't know how. I would never say that to my kids. Never. And she wasn't saying it probably to be mean, but it came out of her mouth. So I didn't consider my mom's model of the world. Well, that gives me some compassion right there. Nobody told her she was pretty. Again, more compassion. So you might want to consider where they were in their life when they did the thing or said the thing. You might want to consider, did you have a part in it? What was my part in my husband cheating? What was my part in my husband leaving me? What was my part? And then just continue to work through it until you get to the place where you're like, yo, this is actually on me to fix. Because that person, if I remove that person completely from the equation, then if this work needs to happen internally. And then you forgive. And forgiveness is freedom. That's it. I, um, I hope that was helpful. I know it was a bit of a darker one, but it's been on my heart to talk about it because suffering at the hands of another person, of your memory of at the hands of another person is totally a waste of your life. And I don't want you to waste another second not living the life that you want. Okay. I love you all so very, very much. I'll see you on the next one. Bye.